This is the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zada here as the acting commissioner of the ITP Mock War Room. And last three picks off the board, we saw uh, Noah Spence head to the Indianapolis Colts with the 18th pick, Buffalo taking Laquan Treadwell with pick number 19, and the Jets taking Taylor Decker, the offensive tackle, uh, with the 20th pick, meaning we now head to pick 21 with the Washington Redskins scheduled to pick here. And as the GM of the Redskins, we have brought in uh, John Ledyard from the Draft Wire of USA Today. And John, uh, big thank you to uh, joining us because I know this is probably the busiest uh, month of the year for you here. It is the busiest month of the year, but it's also a blast and I'm honored to be uh, asked to do this and to be invited and I'm excited to pick for the Redskins here. Well, we're certainly happy to have you here, and uh, I know you've built out a uh, pretty strong team that's going to be helping you with this pick. Can you just do a quick uh, introduction to your staff members for all of our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Jonah Tolls is is our head coach here at the Washington Redskins facility. He uh, does a great job uh, working with all our personnel. Has really got us into the playoffs this past year, and uh, just the kind of stud offensive and defensive balance you want in your head coach. And uh, Tony Del Senor does a great job uh, with our defensive players. Uh, he's gonna get on the table for a couple prospects I think today on the defensive side of the ball and then our offensive coordinator is actually a, a ghost man right now so I'm going to be running a little bit of the offensive show right now we're in transition I guess an organization a little bit so I'll be running the show on the offensive side of the ball and uh calling some shots over there and maybe pounding the table for a couple guys on the offensive side well as long as you don't feel like you're spread too thin we're happy to let you run your uh your war room <laughs> any way that you want as of right now you've got 15 minutes to make your pick and washington is officially on the clock okay so as i evaluate the board gentlemen i think that uh we can all agree and we've had discussions in the past that we've got a couple crucial needs I think as you look across our defensive line, we've got to get stronger, and there's some good options on the board. I think we got to get stronger at nose tackle, and we've probably got to get stronger at the five-technique position. Possibly we kill two birds with one stone with that pick. We'll get to that in a little bit. Other areas that could need attention is the secondary. We've got some aging guys there. Obviously, Bashad Breland has done a great job for us, but we've got to kind of build around him. We like what we saw from Kaishan Jarrett, but could safety be an option too? We just picked up David Bruton, so we've got some options there. Always we want to look at the cornerbacks that are available in the draft. You can never have enough good ones uh, in today's league for sure. And then we need inside linebackers. Uh, we had some losses in free agency, obviously, and Reggie Raglan is sitting here on the board for us right now. He projects really well to a 3-4 front, which is what we run. So really, even staying at our spot, guys, we've got a lot of great picks on the board, a lot of positions that we could fill. The offensive side of the ball is pretty set, but I think – that the center position could potentially use an upgrade. Corey Lichtensteiger's done a good job for us, uh, but I think we can improve on that position. And there's all the centers in the draft are still available to us and on the board. So looking through our picks right now, who's available on the board? Joan, I'll start with you. Anything that jumps out of you here in the 15 minutes we have trying to decide who we want in the 2016 draft? Well, you know, the one person that strikes out to me right now is Reggie Ragland, the Alabama linebacker. Like you said, he fits well with our 3-4 defense. You know, and then another guy that sticks out to me as a first-round kind of player is Carl Joseph, West Virginia safety. I know we just signed David Bruton. I know Kaishan Jarrett did a great job for us last year. But Carl Joseph would be a great, great piece in our back end of the secondary, an aging secondary, so we can have a three-man a three core of a young players with Kaishan Jarrett, Carl Joseph, and Bashad Breland. I think he'd be a great fit with his knee checking out. 
it's all good for Matter. And I think he can be an all-pro player if given the opportunity and he can stay healthy. Um, other guys like Ryan Kelly, the center position, like you said, Corey Lichtensteiger, great job for us last year. But I think we do need to upgrade on that position a little bit because with him and Brandon Scherf on the interior of the offensive line, the, you know, the arrow's pointing up for us in the future. And then I think you said earlier with the five technique and the, and the nose tackle, we can kill two birds with one stone if we pick someone like Chris Jones, Mississippi State defensive tackle. He offers a little position um, flexibility there. I think we do we draft him. We get the best value. We get the best bang for our buck there. And um, you know, Tony, you know, you're you're the defensive coordinator. You know, what are we gonna do? Who are you standing up for right here? Well, I think you mentioned some good names there. Chris Jones is one of the guys that I really like uh, last year. Um, second team All American, 44 tackles. He's a guy who could come in right away. Uh, my concern as a defensive coordinator is losing some guys that uh, were very productive uh, last year. And uh, I think uh, Terrence Knighton was a guy who uh, could come in and be a run stuffer. He's gone at this point, unsigned right now, but he does have a visit with the Patriots. Uh, Jason Hatcher, he's still considering retirement at this point. So uh, we know those guys are gone, and we've got an aging Chris Baker, who's our, our best defensive lineman at this point. He had six sacks last year. We've got to improve that interior pass rush, as well as our run stopping. Last year, we were 26 in the NFL um, in stopping the run. That's not going to get it done. So I really like a guy, uh, Chris Jones, 6'6", 310. Um, he's a really good uh, kind of big, big guy who can step in there. Um, does a really good job at, at shedding blocks. You know, of course, playing in the SEC, his uh, competition was at a high level from week to week. And then the other guy, I think that if we decide to go away from the defensive line, uh, Reggie Ragland would definitely be my guy. A huge uh, contributor for Alabama, of course, uh, played at the top level every week, almost 250 pounds. Um, you know, of course, being the SEC Defensive Player of the Year last year, 95 tackles, 10 and a half for loss. You love to see that. I don't think we have quite the size that we need at the inside linebacker position. Um, Perry Riley didn't get it done. So um, he's a guy who I would love to have uh, step in and be a starter right away. Yeah, great points by you guys. And I think it really gives us a good idea of what we're looking at here on the board. And I, I hear a lot of support for Chris Jones, and I definitely I love that. Uh, I've been pretty vocal uh, throughout the pre-draft process about loving Chris Jones, not only who he is now as a player, but both the versatility he offers. I think he can play five technique. I think you can kick him inside the nose tackle at times in a 4-3 or a 3-4 front. He has the explosiveness and the strength to play anywhere along the defensive line. Heck, if you want, I even put him outside at a six technique or an outside technique and out him rush the passer on occasion. He has that kind of athleticism and burst. So we're definitely talking about a great defensive line class. We know that for sure. We look at some of these guys, even a guy like Kenny Clark in the middle of the line would be a great decision uh, for us. I think he could play maybe just a two-down role, but he could play that Terrence Knighton role really well for us, I think. So do we try and get that in the first round? Or do you guys feel that the depth is there in defensive line that we could look away from it? Or is it something that you see a player you love right now on the board and we need to go get him? To me, I think the depth of the draft in the defensive line is great enough to where we can take a hard pass on, on one of the defensive tackles and look at someone like Ryan Kelly or Reggie Ragland. See, when I look at someone like Ryan Kelly, 
you know, this this is a quarterback driven league, and, and, and you know, when we just signed Kirk, we we gave Kirk Cousins the franchise tag. We're looking to give him a long term deal, and if we need to keep him healthy, we got to protect the interior of the offensive line. And with him and Brandon Scherf in the middle of the offensive line, with Trent Williams on the outside, our future is looking bright with with Kirk Cousins as our, as our man at the quarterback. And if we get someone like Ryan Kelly, you can play the center. He could be a mainstay at starter for ten years. See, but if we get someone like Kenny Clark or we get someone like uh, Chris Jones, I feel like we can get someone like Javon Hargrave or someone like Austin Johnson or Willie Henry or Malik Collins. Adolphus Washington is a deep defensive tackle class, and I think we can take a hard pass on someone like that and get someone like Ryan Kelly. Yeah, I agree with you from the standpoint of um, adding talent along the offensive line, but I think um, last year the the focus there from, um, you know, our, our draft board, of course, Scott McLuhan coming in. I think the the Redskins really look to improve the offensive line play. Part of that was the inability of Robert Griffin III to get rid of the ball. You saw that was so much better last year with Kirk Cousins. I think we need to, to let the offensive line go and really look towards a guy like Raglan, who uh, to me is a guy, you know, you mentioned 10-year starter for Kelly. I think Raglan is that exact type of player where you can come in and he can be a guy who can get 100 tackles a year for us. Yeah, definitely a phenomenal playmaker and a guy who think, I think is going to make us look a lot better against the run. And I think, guys, if you look at our team, we have to face the reality, and the reality is that our offense is pretty solid right now, I think. And, yes, definitely Ryan Kelly represents an upgrade. But I, I hear what you're saying about the defensive line, but I just look at our numbers across the board, and I don't think – that we did enough up front last year to be able to stay competitive all throughout the season. And I think eventually that hurt us. I think that um, when you look at how much in terms of what we gave up in terms of a rushing defense, I mean, Tony, you talked about it, but 122 yards per game on the ground, um, 26th in the NFL, 25th in passing yards allowed, 28th in yards allowed overall. We did okay when it came to giving up points, but I think we just – we're in this bend but don't break philosophy so often, and it eventually came back and hurt us. And right now, when you look at what we've got up front, I think we've got some solid players, some space eaters. But do we have anybody who's going to be a really a difference maker? Um, you know, we have guys that are facilitators. I think on the defensive line that can kind of eat up space and eat up blocks for other guys. But do we have anybody that can make an impact in their individual role? And I think that's why I like a guy like Chris, uh, like Chris Jones, so much, uh, is because I think that. He offers us the ability to play multiple spots along the defensive line and rush the passer at the same time and be an every-down type of player. So, you know, you combine him with a guy like Preston Smith and you see what can happen off the edge. You know, bring two Mississippi State teammates back together in our organization and see what can happen. We talk about building a young defense at, at all levels of that defense. I think that's important. And right now, I think when you look at our defensive line, I mean, Kendrick Golston's a guy who is 32 years old. He's going to be 33 when this next season starts. Can we rely on him to play a huge role for us next year? Is he going to bring juice as a pass rusher? We've talked about Chris Baker. He's done a great job for us, obviously. But is six sacks kind of sustainable for him? Or is that something that's going to be not going to happen? Maybe we can't count on that every year. We've added Kendall Reyes maybe in – in this in this past offseason from San Diego, but he's a guy who's never really realized the ceiling, and we're hoping and banking to, for him to turn that around here. Uh, but at the same time, that's a risk we're going to have to take with him. So I'm just curious as you look at that and our needs up front, um, and we talk about some of the guys that might be available there, if you think we've done enough to strengthen what I think is really one of the most important position groups in the NFL. Five minutes remaining. All right, so 
if we're going to take a defensive lineman this early in the draft, this early with the depth that we have later in the draft, I think it would be be someone who has position flex. And I think you mentioned it right, John, with Chris Jones, um, five technique, nose tackle. You play a lot of different spots for us and give us a lot of production as a pass rusher, which we don't have with Chris Baker and Kendrick Golston. Um, I think I think he would provide that. He would provide that game changing ability because he has that kind of potential. It just matters if he could do it consistently, and he could do it with a high motor every single play. I think he can. I think our defensive line coaches can work with him on that, and I can work with him on that personally. Um, another guy I like to consider too is Carl Joseph, like I mentioned earlier. Um, put him back there with Kai Sean Jarrett and make our secondary really formidable in the back end. Um, you know, he, he's he's my favorite player on the board right now, but. But if, if, we, if, we're, if we're dead set on, on fixing our, our aging defensive line and, and fixing the pass rush and, and getting to the quarterback and improving our numbers there, I'm all for it. And I, I, feel like, I feel like we can really fix up Chris Jones and, ma- and maximize his potential if we draft him. Okay, let's look at the board right now. And I think those are great points, Jonah. Let's look at the board right now and let's say, okay, inside linebacker, you know, we're running out of time here. We've got to narrow it down. So inside mm-hmm. linebacker, let's say that it's deep enough at this point in the draft that we feel like we can pass right. on Reggie Ragland. We feel like we can fortify that position, a 3-4 inside linebacker, and get him to play at a solid level uh, in a draft that has pretty decent depth. I think there's guys we can find later, like Blake Martinez and B.J. Goodson, that can fill that position for us that should be available to us in the mid-rounds. Ryan Kelly's a great pick. I'd love him up front. I just don't know that in one of the deeper center classes we've seen – if a center is going to be the most valuable thing to us right now, especially considering the Corey's played okay for us. And so I think that um, we can survive another round and see who's available in the second round and still get a good center in somebody like Austin Blythe or Nick Martin who can play in multiple blocking schemes just like uh, Ryan Kelly could and what we like to run in Washington. So to me, Kenny Clark's a great player, obviously considered on the board. But when you look at Carl Joseph or Chris Jones, what am I hearing from you guys? Who would you like to see? It, to me, Carl Joseph is uh, is an exciting player, but I think uh, you know we'll be able to add safeties as we head on uh, in the, the next few rounds. Chris Jones, uh, if we're narrowing it down to these two, Jones is definitely who I'm uh, on the table with. I think um, you know 39 games played over his three-year career. You love to see that. We need somebody who can be durable. Um, you know the outside linebackers we pretty much have set now with Kerrigan and Junior Gallette. Preston Smith, love what I saw from him over the last three games. He had five sacks. So to me, it's adding that player, Chris Jones, who can instantly fill in uh, where Knighton and Hatcher are leaving that void. We're also going to have Steven Paya coming back uh, from injury. Um, he'll be able to contribute on the second line there. Uh, definitely going to go with Chris Jones as, as uh, my vote here. Yeah, and I, I, even though I my profound love for Carl Joseph right here, I love I love the drafting right here, but I agree that the depth of safety is pretty strong. We can get someone like Kendall Fuller who can play corner and safety for us, kind of work them out right there. Get someone like Darian Thompson, Von Bell, someone later in the draft. It's a deep, deep safety class. And if we're de- if, if we're set on getting a versatile player at the, on the defensive line who can play the who can play the one or the five, who can offer playmaking ability with his pass rush, his, his explosiveness, and his athleticism, I'm all on board with taking Chris Jones here. There you have it. I think Chris Jones is going to be the Washington Redskins selection with the 21st overall pick in the draft. Good stuff, guys. I think we definitely made our defensive line and our defense as a whole and our team better with that selection and upside for years to come as Jonah works with them on the defensive side of the ball. There you go. Chris Jones, the defensive tackle out of Mississippi State heading to Washington. Going to kick you over now for a little bit of analysis on the pick. Shane Alexander and Mark Schofield are with us 
as they always are. Shane, talking about Jones, very deep defensive tackle class. We've talked about this at length. What do you make of this pick? What is he able to do, and what can he bring to Washington's defense right now? Yeah, in my opinion, he could end up being the best five tech in this class, and I know that that includes DeForest Buckner, the guy from Oregon who went third overall to San Diego in this in this exercise. I love Chris Jones. I think the only thing that's keeping him under the radar is the fact that he came from Mississippi State, and people are just kind of getting opened up to him for the first time. He actually went to Mississippi State as a five-star recruit. He was one of the most heralded uh, prospects in the country three years ago. Um, but he ended up choosing Mississippi State and had a good career there, and now he's coming out. He can fit right in day one as a five-tech, um, and we see the need for those. Five technique is one of the most coveted positions in the NFL because you have to have such a unique skill, site, skill set and body type, and those guys just don't grow on trees at, you know, at a successful level. So Chris Jones to Washington really upgrades the trenches for them and starts to round out what is a really nice – uh, defense in that division does he have the ability and obviously you talk about him as a five tech does he still have the ability if you want to use him in a more penetrating role or is it pretty much going to be a straight two gap that you see him being a best fit in no i mean i think he can be a, a one gapping five tech as well and what that means is he can get upfield and penetrate like you said like you said he's strong enough and, and has the skill set enough to rush the quarterback and, and collapse the pocket and uh, also in, in the nascar packages or four two five packages how the nfl is played uh, a lot nowadays. He can slide inside. They can slide their uh, outside linebackers down the defensive end, and he can do some things in there against the interior lineman. Um, he offers a really, a really wide-ranging skill set. If he hits his ceiling, he's probably a top 15 player in this class, and this is a really good value pick for uh, the Redskins. Mark, dig into that a little bit more, talking about uh, how Washington could potentially deploy him inside their scheme. Well, I mean, with Chris Jones, you're getting a guy that Mississippi State, they used in a lot of different ways. I mean, yeah, they had him, you know, outside of the five-tech spot, but they also had him as a one-tech and a three-tech at times. And, you know, Washington's base defense is a 3-4 defense. They just lost pot roast, who is in the middle of that defense. You've got a guy that you can not only put outside on a five-tech, you can put him out, you know, on a three-tech. You can even put him at nose guard at times. I mean, he's a very scheme-versatile player. He gives this defense and this coaching staff a guy that they can move all over the field, all over the defensive line. And as Shane was talking about, if one Washington goes four two five, well, you can put him outside, you can drop him on inside. It's a great, versatile pick for Washington. You, you know who Jones reminds me of, and I always hate to do the player comps, but it's just it it stands out so much when I look just at how he plays. He's very similar to like a Ty Warren who used to be on the Patriots for right. a number of years. Just you know, similar body type. I, I think similar in terms of a lot of people almost discounting somewhat because of his playing style, but he seems to be able to do a number of different things there. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, you know, you watch him on film, and he's a guy that definitely jumps out at you. And, you know, when you're watching Mississippi State's defense, I mean, he's all over the field. He's, you know, lined up all over that defensive line. And, you know, somebody that I think this Washington defense can, like I said, do just a lot of different things with. And, you know, guys like this don't grow on trees. And looking at this Washington defense, now you've got Ryan Kerrigan at one linebacker spot. You've got Trent Murphy at another linebacker spot. Will Compton is a pretty good inside linebacker. Now you add a guy like Jones to that front. I mean, that's a recipe for winning games in the NFC East. Shane, any last thoughts on Jones before we move on? Yeah, I would just say that if you don't know uh, Chris Jones, get to know him because he's going to be one of those guys where um, he could be in the defensive rookie of the year conversation around November, December. Don't let him sneak up on you. 
Very good. Chris Jones off the board at number 21 to Washington. Tomorrow, head over to Houston. What are the Texans going to do? Make sure you tune in tomorrow on the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. We'll be right back.